the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now, here is your host, Steve Teal. Are you ready for another fantastic show? Being inspired by someone, well, today is going to be great. I'm Steve Teal, and you're going to meet Jake McIntyre. He is the writer and producer of the movie Run the Race. Have you seen this movie? You want to see it. It is now available on DVD wherever you get DVDs, and it is a really great movie. You may have heard of it. Tim Tebow was the executive producer along with his brother, Robbie. And in our podcast and interview today... You are going to hear about the movie and the process of how the movie got made. It is a story of perseverance, of faithfulness, of God's timing. Don't you ever just get a little bit frustrated with God's timing? Isn't it a little bit slower, a little bit different than what you and I imagine? We're going to meet Jake McIntyre, and we're going to hear about that timing and what that looks like. And I pray and I hope that it encourages you as well. So let's go ahead and jump in and meet Jake McIntyre. What a blast. What a blessing this is today. We're talking to Jake McIntyre, screenwriter for Run the Race, just out on DVD. I've got a couple I can give away. That's crazy. I've got a few I can give away. I got uh, three freebies, and I'm keeping one for me and for my youth group and for my family. Is that self? Is that wrong, Jake? Is that wrong? No, no, no. It's not wrong. As a matter of fact, I mean, the Blu-ray, yeah, it's, right now we're exclusively in Walmart, Blu-ray, the DVD. We're on all digital formats, and uh, yeah, man, you can... You can Keep as many as you want. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely hoarding one. I really like this movie. And uh, Jake McIntyre, like I said, is the screenwriter. I want to talk about the movie, but I also want to talk, if you would, just about, man, the timing, the strange timing, the perseverance of God getting this story on your heart, getting it down on paper, all the things that happen to finally get it to screen. Do you mind sharing some of that with us today? Absolutely. So I started uh, writing this in 2004. I was at Dallas Baptist University and sitting next to my best friend, Trey Brunson. I just said, man, I got an idea for a movie. And I I'd acted before at college and high school, so I just kind of want to integrate faith in film and film and, and figure out how to do it. So I finally wrote a, a All By Hand 2004 up to 2008. All By um, Hand? Yeah, did, did typed you say it that? out. Okay, and, uh, okay. And then, it, and, and then it just kind of sat, and I was like, okay, I got this script. I don't really want to do with it, you know? And yeah. 
my acting agent in 2011 after I'd rewritten a few times, this time with Jason Baumgartner. And she said, Linda McAllister's my agent. She said, yeah, Jake, you just need to make like a little six-minute concept trailer to show people what it would look like when you make it into a fully feature film. Okay. And so I did in the January of 2012. Uh, we shot for three days um, <laughs> and uh, just made the, a little six-minute concept trailer. I was act- actually acting as the lead at that point. I was 28 years old, still <laughs> trying to play, still trying to play an 18-year-old. All right, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, I know this is just a concept thing, but the, I mean, 28 years old, you're probably not looking. You may be young looking, but you can't be looking 18. How did you pull that off? You must be some actor. <laughs> oh well, that's what I do. I mean, I'm an actor, writer, producer. Right. But my wife, my wife's an esthetician, you know, so I was getting facials regularly, and you know, <laughs> I was uh, getting my hair cut short and getting pretty lean. So I was able to pull it off in some angles on film, but then some angles I looked like Tommy Lee Jones or something. <laughs> it was, uh, that's so it funny. Wasn't, it wasn't that's the funny. cleanest, you know what I mean? Uh, well, but all that to say, yeah, all, all that to say, we made this concept trailer, and it kind of went viral a little bit. How did it go and viral? It, how did how does something well, like that? How did that happen? Well, 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 you know what we did? We just put it up on Facebook. We put it up on YouTube, and people started sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. And, you know, but then nobody. We didn't really have a plan as far as a business plan, as far as how to how to make this movie and how to get it off the ground. And it got very discouraging. You know, yeah. we were just like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Well, then in the spring of 2013. Robbie Tebow called Trey Brunson at the First Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Florida, and they started talking. And, uh, you know, Robbie was asking to see if, uh, if Tim, you know, would want to preach there. And they were trying to figure out how to, how to work that. And then Trey said, are you, in, are you interested in making inspirational films? And Robbie said, you know, we are, but we just haven't found one that's just kind of really hit us in the heart wow. for us. And Trey said, check out this concept trailer. Robbie watched it then showed it to Tim. We sent him the script and Robbie said, mm-hmm. he goes, I want to talk to this guy, Jake. Dang. So summer summer of 2013, I got on the phone with Robbie Tebow. Very first conversation, we talked for two and a half hours. Yeah, wow. And and Robbie said, Jake, Timmy and I look for vehicles that have the potential to go around the world and impact people for God, and we think run the race might be one of those vehicles. He said, you and Trey come to L.A. and let's meet Timmy. Wow. So that was 2013, so then I go right. out to L.A. and all right, well, there with Jake, hold yeah. on. I want to hear it all, but I mean, I just want to remind our, our listeners and our viewers this started, though, in 2000 and what? 2004? Four. 2004. Yeah. This is nine years later. You could have given up on this thing back in 2004. You could have given up on 2005. I don't understand how. I mean, that is a long time to wait. How did you do that? Well, you just pray and you pray for God to either give you the encouragement to move forward mm. or to shut it down. I mean, we prayed a lot of times for, hey, Lord, uh, if you don't want us to do this, please tell us to do something else. Uh, we'd appreciate it because this is terrible. This is, this is, this is not fun. <laughs> we'd um, appreciate it. And, <laughs> I love that. And uh, whenever we'd pray those scary prayers, like, hey, either, either continue this, Lord, or shut it down and tell us what else to do. We just want to be obedient to you. Um, when your heart really gets to that place where you're really okay, yeah. if it, if, if, if the movie never gets made and it's just you mm. and Jesus, then all of a sudden miracles will happen. We get phone calls from the Tebos or an investor would come out of nowhere saying, hey, I want to put you know this much money into this movie or uh, come fly to Nashville and Reeves at Working Title Agency and let's figure out how to build this marketing campaign. I mean, things like that would just take place and happen and it would just blow you away. I, it does blow me away. And I want to, I, I haven't forgotten that we're in California about to meet Robbie Tebow, but I know um, I read online there's a little bit 
in the story because this is what I want to encourage our, our listeners to um, and and be sure to get the movie. I've got a couple. You can just even make a Facebook comment or you can email me, Steve at VeryBold.com. That's Steve at VeryBold.com. And uh, you might just get one of these discs that I'm not going to hold on to. I'll let you have. I'm, I'm holding one. I told you all. Um, but I have this, this story of perseverance because I feel like when God um, – Sometimes when we're waiting on God to come up with the answer, and sometimes it looks like, oh, here's the answer. This is amazing. And I feel like I read in an article that at one point there seemed to be some investing company that looked like it was the answer, and it wasn't. Is that Did I read that wrong? No, 100%. Um, so, you know, after I met Timmy and Robbie in the fall of 2013, Robbie was all in. Oh, Robbie okay, said, okay. I'm coming on board as an executive producer. Tim was encouraged, and he said, hey, God's doing something behind this movie. Let's figure it out. Uh, but he didn't know if he was called to make films. You know, he really just wants to impact people's hearts for Christ. He does a great job of that. Right, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it took a little bit. Well, once we had Robbie's name attached, this company out of Chicago and Australia came on board in the spring of 2014 and, and said that they were going to fund us, and we had to fill out all this paperwork and do all the banking fees and the lawyer fees and and they were like, okay, okay. Uh, we signed all this exclusive deal paperwork with them. They were supposed to fund this, and they didn't do it uh, for six months. They left us high and dry, and then they just disappeared. Wow. And we were left with close to, you know, 40 to 50 grand worth of debt. I had a bunch of personal debt, so I actually had to, charity, my wife and I had to sell our house to continue making this thing. That's crazy. I mean, that's and that's the stuff I want to make sure. I, I know you were going to get there. I want to make sure our listeners know because, I mean, that had to look like, oh, my gosh, God's answered. This company wants to work with us. They've got the, the, the money, the ability. And then, man, it just looks like, again, no. I mean, just a dead end and not just a dead end. You go into debt. You have to sell your house. Dude, how <laughs> – you are something else and your wife too. We just prayed about it and, and we just felt that's what Lord – told us to do um you know she said i don't think god's telling us to give up jake and when your wife looks at you in the eyes and says stuff like that yeah you get this crazy at at least i do you get this adrenaline and passion that runs through you that just says wow no we're we're, we're both called to this let's keep going wow that must be some amazing wife she is charity mcintyre's the best charity mcintyre i love that all right, so go on, catch us up more than uh, on the process. I just want our, our people to know as we're getting to to one hundred percent. Yeah, go ahead. So we uh, after that happens, you know, we're kind of uh, you know just distraught. We're discouraged. Yeah. You know, Timmy still hasn't made a decision. We don't know what our team's going to look like. Um, we wow. get to two thousand and fifteen, and a guy that Robbie Tebow is playing golf with, who I've never met, <laughs> said, "Hey, I'm going to send this concept trailer and the script to a guy up in, up in New York. Is that okay?" Robbie says, sure. Guy in New York's name's Dave Cooper. Never met him either. He yeah. calls me and says, hey, man, I just saw this concept trailer. Is it okay if I show it to a guy in New Jersey, the radio guy named Joe Pataglia? And I said, sure. Joe Pataglia calls me and says, hey, I got this concept trailer in the script. Is it okay if I show it to a guy in Nashville named Bill Leaves? I said, Joe, show it to anybody you want. Show it to your grandma <laughs> if they're going to help us. It doesn't matter to me. Right. And, and uh, I get a phone call next day from Bill Reeves in Nashville, Tennessee. He says, hey, I saw this concept trailer. I got this script. He goes, I want to meet you guys. And I said, when do you want me to come to Nashville? He said, tomorrow. And I said, okay. So I flew to Nashville, sat with him. And, you know, he owns a company called Working Title Agency, and they market a lot of Christian films, so he kind of knows this business. Yeah. And and he said, uh, all right, I like you, Jake. I like the heart behind this story. He goes, I want to meet the whole team. So Bill flew to Florida, met with Robbie, me, Trey Brunson, and wow. – uh, 
we started building it, and then Bill Reeves said, okay, I feel called to get this funded, so I'm going to do it with or without anybody. Wow. Well, well, whenever Tim heard that, he said, you know what, I want to revisit this. And then when he did that, Tim, Tim said he's in, and then we got another guy, one of Robbie's best friends, uh, Joe Kozakowski from Idaho, uh, and then we had our three investors, and and we got the movie greenlit, and we got funded in 2016, and shot in the fall of 16. Okay, tell us, tell us what what that was like. I mean, finally, 12 years later, 2016. Um, I kind of want to know, also, if you don't mind, because I mean, uh, I'm not a real writer like you, but I've done some writing and just nothing, nothing big or anything. But I'm kind of curious about the when you have more writers come on board and more people bringing their touch. Like when you look at your original, what you wrote, and then what we are seeing on uh, the DVD and Blu-ray today, I mean, how much has it changed? It's changed a lot. I mean, when I first wrote this thing, I didn't know what I was doing. I wrote a 197-page script, and yeah. my, friend, my friends and brothers were like, you didn't write a script. You, you wrote a miniseries, Jake. Right. Um, and then uh, when Jason Barmergarner came on board, I mean, he's written uh, Samson. Yep, yep, loved and it. So I loved it. We... Uh, we got it condensed down. He, you know, we kind of started just kind of condensing things. We got it down to 100, I uh, believe, 17 pages, which is still a big script. Yeah, about two hours, and, right? Right on. And then uh, when Chris Dowling, our director, came on board, he got it down to 97 pages. And, I mean, it, these guys just made it better. I mean, what they did is, okay, all the key, I call them Samson-sized pillars that were in our movie are still there. Every big climactic thing that happens in the movie yeah. is still from my original script. But what... Jason Bumgarner did condensing scenes and knocking out, you know, like in a scene, three birds with one stone. And then like Chris Dowling really condensed the dialogue and wow. kind of made it really kind of made it pop and give it that youth edgy feel uh-huh. and not just be, and not just be kind of, you know, he took a, a lot of the Christian need out of it and just said, okay, we're just going to make it raw and real and gritty and honest. And he did a great job. And so all three, all those guys made it better. So, you know, when we got down to it, we shot a 97 page script in 22 days. Oh my goodness. All right, are you there the entire time? I don't know how this works. I mean, are you on the set? I mean, are you guys doing any rewrites during, or is it all done? Oh, yeah. I mean, essentially, I'm there every day. I mean, I was a producer on the movie, and I actually acted in the movie as well. I saw you. I saw you. Yeah. I saw you, Jake. (laughs) Chris Dowling, of course, was there. He's the director. And uh, so, you know, Dowling would kind of work with some scenes and not before and, and bring it to set the next day, and then, you know, we'd let him roll some takes. And then usually we would say, hey, uh, Tell them to say it like this or say just that kind of this verbiage so we can fit it in. And then sometimes we'd let the actors just kind of improv a little bit, too. Oh, wow. It was kind of the best of of everything. When we showed up, we had kind of a a game plan that was, hey, just put the ball in the hole and let's score, you know? So uh, it it was really good. It was organic, and and Dowling was great. I mean, he was like, okay, I, I wrote it this way, Jake. You wrote it this way. Let's try it both ways, and we'll figure it out. Wow. Okay. So then sometimes you're just shooting multiple takes and uh, then it just in the editing room you decide or what happens there? Yeah. I mean, essentially that's it. You know, it's like, okay, this take, you know, he really had the the spiritual emotion behind it. This take kind of fell flat and the wording kind of sounded forced. And and we didn't want any of that. We wanted everything to be as real and raw as authentic as it can be. And and so people can relate and say, yes, uh, I've prayed that prayer exactly like that, you know, or... Or I've uh, I've dealt with that situation exactly like that. So 
you know, at the end of the day, the best idea wins, the best story wins. Right. And, uh, you know, whether it's your idea or not, you say um, that's the best for the movie. Right. I got you. Well, uh, and you guys did a great job. I mean, let's let's talk about the movie itself and the DVD. I mean, wow, you guys uh, did a great job. Um, it does have that gritty, uh, youthful feel. I even love, you know, I don't know who goes in, how the process works at the soundtrack, but just right away uh, as a sports fan, as a, you know, a sports guy, when I'm watching a movie about sports, I mean, the sports have to feel real. And you guys captured that. It feels real. I love the, I don't know, the kind of the smash cuts, a lot of cuts and stuff in the game action. I mean, it just feels right. And the music, the soundtrack is right. And the locker room is right. And it does feel gritty. And it does feel real. And I know you guys knocked out, uh, you know, Christianese so that it's not just for your Christian family. Um, it's really for just people who want a great story and a great story of redemption and perseverance. So you guys have done a great job. Um, man, can you can you walk us through then uh, when you do see your baby? I mean, because this thing started with you and God and apparently with charity as well. I don't think we have a movie if charity's not saying, man, we, we got to trust. We got to wait. We got to sell our house. We got to do all these things. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a two for one story because this is a great movie, but your life, I mean, if we'd had a film crew following you around for, um, golly, the last 15 years to get this movie, this baby made, um, I think we'd have another best-selling documentary on our hands. It's incredible. Yeah, it, it would be entertaining. I'd probably be embarrassed uh, about it. What would you be embarrassed of, about? I, I want to hear. What would you be embarrassed about? Give us some of the – you're going to give us some of the documentary since we don't have that film footage. Give us some of the background. I mean, well, I mean, you know, in the, in the spring of 2014 when you get left uh, high and dry, you got 40, 50 grand in debt, and you, and you look at your wife and you – Dang. It's um, so bad that I had to go to the ER. Um, they were all over my entire body. Wait, what was uh, it cut out for like one and a half second? What What was all over your body? Um, I was break. Whatever we found out, we got to sell our house. Yeah, this company. This company's ripped us off for forty, fifty grand. Um, I was breaking out in hives. Ah, and they were over my entire body. Man, you felt like Job. You were you you felt like Job at that point. Oh man, well I was just trying to stay alive. We went straight to the ER, and they you know got me on an IV of uh, Benadryl and things like that. But, you know, you talk uh, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, breaking out in chronic hives, uh, stressed out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, not a whole lot of fun. (laughs) I would, I feel, I I say I would be embarrassed because there were times where, you know, I'd be on a three hour conference call in a parking lot somewhere and then have to show up to a birthday party for somebody and and act like I'm in a good mood, you know, and just kind of like, okay, let's, let's turn it off and let's be a good friend, Jake. And, it was really hard to turn it off sometimes. I wish I could go back and tweak some of those times where I was like, okay, Jake, you just need to forget about running the race. But it was just a heavy burden on me and um, I did a calling. And I knew God would do it, but at the same time, he, he never promised that he would do it. Like, right. Jesus, you know, God never doesn't promise you he's going to make your movies. He promises you that he's going to give you more of himself and make you more like him. That's what he's promising you. Right. And, and so at the same time, so it's like, you know, you got to work like this is all on my shoulders, but you got to sleep like Jesus has it in the bag and and, and has yeah. check in, in his back pocket to make this movie anytime he wants. Right. Uh, and so it was just a lot of that. I mean, it's uh, ups and downs. People would lie to you. You get excited and celebrate. Right. <laughs> and you'd find out a couple months later it was all a lie. 
Right. Right. And I mean, are we talking about more than just that company from uh, Chicago slash Australia or whatever? I mean, were there other people that are saying one thing and then just empty promise or just a flat out lie? Are we talking about more people than that? Well, there's just a lot of folks out there um, that maybe intentionally or unintentionally gave us a lot of false hope. Yeah. You know, a lot of people with deep pockets who could sneeze and fund this movie and you think that they're going to do it. And they kind of incline that they will, yeah. And then they just, and then they just don't, yeah. And and then you're like, okay, well, you know, kind of got my hopes up there. And so, uh, right. you know, just a lot of that. And then at the same time, as you're trying to keep the dream alive, yeah, you're just trying to stay alive. I mean, seriously, I'm an actor in Dallas. I'm an actor in Dallas, and so I would do random, you know, commercials, right? And uh, just work random odd jobs, and you're just. That, that's just a whole other level of stress of keeping the dream alive is one thing, but staying alive as you keep the dream alive is a whole other element. Dang. And, and that's why most people give up. But at the same time, we just felt God telling us to keep going, and, uh, and he showed up and did it. Right. How did this change your faith, Jake? It's been super sanctifying. You know, you find out the best parts about you and the worst parts about, <laughs> the worst parts about you as well. Yeah. Um, but it really just, uh, I mean, I have so much more faith in God. I think I do. Than I used to. Um, my faith in man, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> I had a right? little bit of that. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, it, but my faith really shouldn't have been there in the first place. So, um, I, I just it, you grow and you just get. As my attorney says, Jake, you're not. Uh, he goes, you're just saged. He goes, you're what? not calloused and you're not this. He goes, you just been through it and you're just kind of saged a little bit. So you've just learned and um, you know it, it just kind of makes you hopefully a more mature Christian. You know. My wife would probably test a, to that yes or no. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me but, yeah. let me ask you about uh, about charity and and you and all of this. I mean, I love that. I mean, she's believing in this and obviously has a strong faith. Or you would have given up a long time ago. A faith in you um, and in what God is doing. I mean, uh, how hard was this on your marriage during this entire thing? I mean. A lot, of, a lot of marriages would not have survived this. I mean, we're we're on the back end of man. This is amazing. I've got run the race in my hands. This story that you wrote and millions of people are seeing, and it's it's a success at the box office. I mean, it's made several million dollars there on a one and a half million dollar budget. Um, it already made its budget the first weekend back in February, and now we're going to DVD and Blu-ray, and more people are going to buy it. But in the in the midst of this thing, I mean, you could have gone to the movie premiere. And it would have just could have just been you because marriages, I mean, they would break up over something like this. So how did you guys do it? Uh, it's one hundred percent charity. She's <laughs> uh, she's she's like a Ruth Graham man. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it was really just her encouragement and uh, her prayers. Really, I mean, she's just a, a praying wife and a prayer warrior, and I could feel those prayers, and it kind of gave me this insane amount of adrenaline yeah. uh, to keep going and just never get tired in a weird way like wow. you're just a machine and but yeah i mean you're, you're so right i mean I, th- there's no way the movie's made if, if charity is at the backbone yeah well man i'm i'm really happy for you guys because uh all the uh perseverance and i i know it you all it's also weird because you can look at this thing and when you produce something or something finally gets made, you can sometimes feel like, okay, you know, great. Kind of now what? And some people assume, okay, you just did this run the race movie for Tim Tebow. So everything's great now. And, uh, that's not necessarily the case. I have no idea in your, in your case, what God has for you 
going on now or next or, um, you know, if all your time and energy has been spent with Run the Race and letting people know about this great movie and and what God has for you. Can you tell us what it kind of looks like or is this still just, you know, the next year of your life is just letting people know about this great movie, Run the Race? No, it's, you know, it really is kind of a weird season because I've I've had Run the Race, you know, at the forefront of my brain for 15 years and yeah. And now you look up and it's it's over, it's done, you know. Uh, it's great. There's a Blu-rays and DVDs out there. We actually have a Run the Race Bible study that you can order online from Lifeway or Amazon. Oh, um, cool. Awesome. It goes, yeah, it goes along with the movie. So that's an encouraging. Trey Brunson wrote um, majority of that. And, you know, uh, yes, yeah, definitely a soul-searching season of, all right, Lord, like, what do you want me to do next? You know, the movie is doing well. We're happy. Uh, but, you know, we had to pay off our budget, but then we also had a marketing budget. So right. we're um, we're at you. a place where all of our investors are going to get paid back. But, you know, there's probably a whole lot left over. So even though, you know, some Jeez. people think that I'm walking around like Jerry Bruckheimer, I'm not. And I, yeah, not and right. I'm, like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how do, I, how do I pay the bills? And how do I, what do I do? But, you know, I'm still acting. I'm still writing. And it's really just a matter of, okay, Lord, here we are. Um it's kind of a weird place because I feel like I'm almost right back in the exact same place I was before I made the movie. Uh, I just have all this experience and knowledge of, of what to do, what not to do. And I'm just 15 years older. I'm not 21, you know, I'm 36. And right. so it's, uh, okay, God, tell me what to do. You know, show me the hill and, and, and I'll charge that hill. It's just sometimes the waiting is Tom Petty says the hardest part. So. Right, man. Well, I am, uh, you're going to be you're going to be in our prayers because I'm excited to see you know you have learned a lot over the past 15 years. That's crazy. I didn't even realize you were 21 when you started this uh, amazing race that was going to be a marathon. It wasn't going to be 400 meters. It wasn't going to be 40 yards. It was going to be a marathon and then a marathon and then a marathon and and uh, man, you you've been faithful and you know at the end of the day that's. I mean, it kind of irritates me sometimes, but that's what God wants is faithfulness and obedience. And you've done that. And, um, man, it's I'm just thinking of all sorts of different Bible characters, you know, and uh, just different people who they've done what God has called to do. And then there's that weird sort of, okay, well, now I'm back where I started. What what am I going to do now or what's that going to look like? And and it's terrible when people are assuming, oh, man, he's arrived. It's all it's all good, man. Is he going to take me out to dinner? And and that's not the case. So we are certainly (laughs) uh, praying for God to continue to take this beautiful story. You know, just great, great job, Jake. Um, Just beautifully done and uh really uh, amazes me just that the story of you persevering is is just equal um to the movie itself and so um we're going to be praying just that people pick this up and share it it is it is a great movie and then we're excited to see what god has for you to do next so i don't know what that is but i know i know god does and uh we're really excited about it too jake well, thank you so much, Steve. Yes, uh, this past weekend, you know, we got nominated for a K-Love Award for Most Impactful Film of the Year, Run the Race did. And, That's awesome. Uh, well, it was great to be up in Nashville with Chris Dowling and Robbie Tebow was up there, and then Trey Brunson, the whole team, Bill Reeves, and we were talking about, okay, I've got this script, you've got that script, and here's what we're going to do, and, and just kind of brainstorming, all right, like, what do we all feel called to do? I definitely want to act and produce and write more, and... uh and I also do speaking events. You know, you can oh. contact me on Facebook. Yeah, you can contact me on Facebook. Um, motivational speaking and just encouragement and ministry. So, uh, doing a little bit of all of it just to continue to run my race and, and encourage folks to do the same. How are we going to find you on Facebook? What uh, What am I yeah. looking for? 
You can go to uh, just either me personally at uh, Jake McIntyre, my profile, or um, you can go to Run the Race Movie, um, which is the Facebook page there, and you can private message that, and that will eventually get to me as well. Okay. All right. I'm writing this down. And, um, I mean, let me ask you this with all the perseverance and then we'll, we'll let you go in a minute here, but with all the perseverance and all that you've had to do, um, how did the, the team itself, like, I mean, this could be something at the end of this also, you'd be like, well, I'm never working with that guy or with that person again. Uh, doesn't sound like that in this case. So, uh, it sounds like maybe some more collaboration is coming. Absolutely. You know, um, I get a lot of credit because I've spearheaded this thing. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, for, you I have. Tell you what, it, it takes it takes so many people. I mean, they, they say it takes a village. Well, it was race. It took a metropolis. Like we've got <laughs> everybody from my brother Mark McIntyre helping with the concept trailer. Jason Bumgarner directed the concept trailer. Then you get out there and you get Robbie Tebow, Tim Tebow, Trey Brunson's bringing them to the table. Eric mm. Dellenbach's in there. He used to be the president of Tim Tebow Foundation. Then you get to Bill Reeves, Joe Kozakowski. You get to all these people. And our producers, Darren Warman and Ken Carpenter, my co-producers, I mean, there's so many people that really gave a lot to, to put this thing and to get it made. And so, you know, it takes a big time team and we have a great team. And so I definitely see some more movies in the future with this. When you do something so huge like this, I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, a 15 year process, because even when you filmed it, it still wasn't released for another two, two plus years. That's insane, too. Oh, that's the hard thing. And, you know, you raise a couple million to make a movie, and then it's good, and distribution is looking at you, and they're like, hey, okay, we're going to distribute this thing, but we need some marketing money. Then you got to go raise another three or four or five million. And oh, you're my like, gosh. And it's just, you know, we had the movie, and uh, then you got to raise more money, and that's just very trying. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, uh, and I don't think normally necessarily – uh, writers and and actors and directors, I mean, would necessarily make the best fundraisers. I don't know. I mean, fortunately, you were able to tell a story with that concept, uh, you know, short film, so that people caught the vision of it. But man, that is that is hard. Oh, it is, and especially when you know you haven't made a movie before. Yeah, you're pretty much you're selling a dream to these investors. Yeah. But then, fortunately, after we had the True. movie, they could see it. Uh, before they put any money in to market it, and that was encouraging. So they already kind of knew, but it still took us two and a half years. Right. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Do you think uh, Robbie and Tim Tebow are going to be interested in doing more or after a labor of love like this? I mean, I know some people just say, okay, we did it, got the T-shirt, got the DVD and Blu-ray, we're done. Well, I, I know 100% that Robbie is in and, okay. and, and, wants to do this, and wants to do this for the rest of his life. Can't really speak for Tim, right. but I can say if, if there's an opportunity out there to impact people's hearts for Christ, yeah, Tim's usually in, especially yeah. if he's working with his brother and, and people that he really loves and trusts, which hopefully that's us. <laughs> we think it is. We love that guy. But, right, right. You know, he's a uh, he, he's jack-of-all-trades, man, and, and, and when there's a opportunity out there to advance the gospel, he's usually interested. So. Right, gotcha. All right, one last question. Just if it was up to you, just as a – as a creative, um, I mean, what would you what would you want to do next? Writing or movie, like you know, anything. I mean, just is there a thought on your the forefront of your creative, uh, amazing mind that is like, oh man, well, if I could do it today, this is what it would be, and I'd be done. And there you have it. Yeah, I mean, acting is the most fun for me. That's the um, most fun. Interesting. Oh yeah. Okay. Writing. Yeah, acting is the most fun. Writing is oh. the hardest part, but it's the most rewarding. Oh. Um, Producing, I'm good at, but man, 
it is it is some hard work. Yeah. Um, okay. And so all that combined, really, you know, at the forefront right now is I'm just praying and trying to dream up another story that is as powerful as Run the Race. And so just kind of every day I'm driving in my car or whatever I'm doing, I'm thinking of different scenes and different aspects and different, okay, how can I take this part from this person's life, add it to this story that I've already had, and uh, come, to, you know, put together a story that's even more moving and powerful than Run the Race. Gotcha. So that's gotcha. the fun part. And then when those epiphanies hit you like, man, okay. That's a, that's good. That that'll play. Then you know you don't forget it. Right. So that, that that's fun. Right. Okay. Well, that's really cool. That's interesting. I just I kind of had you pegged as a as a writer. I knew about your acting credits, so I don't I don't mean that uh, I didn't realize that, but I just I w- was imagining that writing was like your kind of number one passion. But it sounds like uh, acting is kind of at the forefront, maybe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, okay. It's just, it's just so much fun. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, listeners, uh, that's Jake McIntyre uh, with Run the Race, wrote this thing, um, labored through this thing, waited on God, trusted on God, probably yelled at God a bunch, probably yelled at the dog a lot. I mean, this has been an incredible, um, challenging process, but it's amazing. I mean, God's faithfulness 15 years later, 16 years later, going forward, there's still more to be done. And we're praying that with all this experience and all the credibility of saying, hey, you know, we made over five, six million at the box office and we're going to make more with DVDs and Blu-rays. We're praying that that next project just, man, it just comes a lot easier. I remember with uh, this is a crazy illustration, but I remember with my wife um, after we had our third child, you know, the first child was you know, labors about 98 hours. Just kidding. I mean, it was about 24, but our, <laughs> our third, uh, you know, he just, he just kind of popped out. She turned to me and said, uh, man, I could do this again. I'm like, well, good luck with that. But, uh, I mean, you know, it should get, I don't know if easier is the right word, but it should get, I don't know, better. I don't know what the, what the word is, but we really appreciate that you persevered and hung in there. I mean, you took it, you took it to impact lives and that's what's happening with run the race right now. So man, we appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to that movie that stars you, Jake. I, I can't wait to see that. Me neither. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Just whatever God brings. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Does your director know that? Does, does Robbie Tebow know that man acting is really uh, what your wheelhouse number one is? Oh yeah. I mean, essentially I wrote the movie to, to be the star in the movie, you know, but after, uh, you know, 14 years, you yeah. know, from uh, at that point, I was 33 when we were filming. You don't you can't really pull off 18 anymore. So I had to play a different role. So now that's um, yeah. OK. Now, that's interesting. I, I mean, yeah, because yeah, since you were so young when you start writing, of course, that makes sense. So let me ask you, um, the, the star did a great job as you're watching. Were you like, oh, I would have said this a little bit different because I mean, those were your words and you what you saw yourself acting out every once in a while. You must have been like, oh, well, I like that better what he did. But sometime you might have thought, oh, man, I would have said it like this. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, Tanner Stein did a phenomenal job. He did. He did. It, it, and he really was tailor-made for this role. I mean, he, uh, whenever he got to part, he said, I just feel like this person's writing my life. Like, this was, this is him. And um, he really connected, resonated a lot with the character. And, you know, the good thing is, is that Tanner was so versatile and so talented. He would do it how Dowling had it on the script. He would improv sometimes. And then if I ever said, hey, just say it, say this line just like that. Or, you know, throw this in there somewhere. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it was really cool, the magic that would show up sometimes. 
And then you just get in the edit room, you're like, all right, that was the best one he did. Let's keep it. Yeah. And so he gave us, he's so versatile that he gave us everything Dowling wanted and I wanted. And then we let him have some, uh, some freedom just to shoot from the hip and just go from the heart. Right. Right, man. Well, that's great stuff. All right. Well, Jake, uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate all your time you gave us today. And uh, prayers continue. We'll get you, get you on Facebook and um, and make sure to let people know there's a lot more going on in your life. And uh, you do some motivational speaking. And, and uh, man, I'm just I'm really fascinated to see what God is going to do next. And I know you are, too. I appreciate you, Steve. Thank you so much, brother. All right, Jake. Thanks a lot, man. Hope to talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. All right, cool. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I am just loving talking to these difference makers and hearing their stories of perseverance, of overcoming. And I know that's just what God has for each one of us. So I don't know what you're going through, but I am praying that you are going to persevere with Christ. So that was a blessing to me. I hope it was a blessing to you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And hey, real quick, I just want to give a shout out. Thanks to my producer, Ernesto the Eagle, for all that he does for Very Bold Radio and Podcast. And I want to give a shout out to those who are supporting this ministry. We are not just radio and podcast. We're so much more. We're the peanut butter bowl feeding hungry kids. We are, I get to be the chaplain for the San Antonio Rampage hockey team. I work and minister with coaches and it is just a blessing. So there's so much to Very Bold, and I just want to thank Diane Sutton. I want to thank Bonnie and Cody Posey. I want to thank Kevin and Kimber Bowers. Those are just a few of our support team. And if you want to join the support team, man, I would appreciate it. If God puts that on your heart, email me, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com, and I will talk to you, and we'll get that set up. Thanks a lot. God bless you, and wherever you are and whatever you're doing, Be very bold. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.